0: Welcome to CCRPG, where we open up our virtual table and play games with some good friends. I'm Bob, and I'm going to be running Lancer, an RPG by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan. You can find it at Massive Press on itch.io. Last session saw our pilots foiling the curious plans of Beryl, who had occupied AO Station. The crew fought and bested Ruby, the ace and leader of Beryl, as well as Mark Tia, later revealed to be Marthas Adias, who claimed association with something called the Noesis Mandate. Ren Polides, owner and operator of AO Station, in a show of good faith and gratitude, has made their resources available to the DBC crew. Material, contacts, labor, supplies, intel. All they ask is the DBC crew stay on call in case they need more work done. In the interim between the end of last mission and now, all of you had some time to uh, access and use uh, the various material that's been made available to you. And it's been a little bit of time since uh, we, you know, since the last mission, it's probably been a week or so. Um, So what I'm interested in is what you've all been doing with that time and those resources. Let's start with our intrepid leader, Astro. Hello. Hello astro jamming <laughs> what service. has our our famed leader of the dbc <laughs> been doing since the end of last mission
1: <laughs> all right so um yeah astro jamming uh after the last mission he has some time to sort of reexamine his role in the group uh and he decided you know um despite playing an action hero uh in many films many many critically acclaimed uh movies uh he feels maybe he's more comfortable stepping back a little bit taking more of a director's role you might say um because in real life it's not quite as glorious as it is in the movies you know mech blew up at the end of last mission um it was sort of a liability for the group when he got you know held hostage when we were taking over the control room um so he's thinking about moving into a more support role um to that end uh astro uh should i talk about um the license levels
0: i, yeah, I let's, took let's first? talk a little bit more yeah. mechanically because um importantly uh i want to let everyone know like my my universe that i've kind of created for this isn't the same as the universe you'll find in the lancer book which is awesome and so full of lore that i'm sure like it'd be a great place to run a campaign but i very much wanted to tell like a story specific to our group so um like things that are license levels and like how they represent monetary values and um, like access to resources isn't the way it works in our world um, so a lot of the things you get like license levels are going to be representative for your team of other things like you just got a sponsorship from Ren so that they provided you with a bunch of resources and access to things like teachers uh, training stuff um, various materials and that's how we're going to represent those two new license levels for you. Right. So why don't you tell us on a little bit more of a mechanical level first, like uh, you as a player, what like stood out to you and what what direction did you want to take Astro and what did you pick?
1: Yeah, so I definitely was looking at a lot of the support um, licenses. Uh, and finally, I settled on the swallow Swallowtail. Um, so that's like a pure support mech. Um, it has, uh, it's like basically, uh, a lock on machine. <laughs> so when you're playing the swallowtail, you're locking on all the time. Um, uh, it has some traits that encourage that. For example, when you inflict lock on your target also becomes shredded until the end of its next turn. Um, so I was interested in, you know, doing the source support role, um, and uh, I, some of the things I like about it is um, uh, you start out with w- one of the systems is called Marker Light, which uh, lets you do a tech attack that will, uh, on a success, give the target two heat lock on, and they can't benefit from cover. Um, so I what if when we were playing before, none of us were really doing like tech sort of stuff you know we we're all f- pretty physical either shooting or melee um so i was very interested in trying a more tech build um and, and in a support role as well uh, i thought that was kind of interesting uh and one of my favorite things about this uh is its core ability uh prophetic interjection um Uh, It gives you uh, – you activate it as a a protocol, I think, Um, and for the rest of the scene, you uh, gain this uh, reaction called tactical simulation, uh, which means if an allied – target in line of sight takes damage from another character in line of sight uh, you get to roll d6 and on a plus four you say hey actually that attack was a simulation that i predicted and on my computer you know um and uh that wasn't the real thing so your ally gains resistance to all damage uh, dealt by the attack and may teleport up to three spaces representing their true location uh, so that's, that that seemed kind of fun to me, you know, like so I'm just sitting in the back, you know, someone gets shot and I'm like, actually, according to my calculations and I push on my glasses, you're over there. Um, and the player teleports and they they get resistance to damage. So,
0: yeah, it's more uh more uh mechanically uh in the in the for- terms of like grid combat a teleport and how it's like represented. Um but narratively it's more like uh like in a in a movie <coughs> you see someone get shot but then like the movie rewinds and it's like that's what would have happened. Right, but right. like that's not exactly what happened. Right. Because it's kind like of like something else. Yeah, and every like, time
2: that happens has has to be like a record scratch
0: and we come up and go, I'm sure
3: you're all wondering
2: how I got into this situation. Well,
0: actually, I'm three spaces over with resistance to that damage.
3: If I find, if I find the sound effect, can we do that? No. <laughs>
0: when you edit the video
1: you can do that Charles so, so never okay Chuck, Chuck, Chuck always does that when we play Astroneer he's like you should add this and I'm like nah I'm,
0: I'm too lazy to do that uh, I'm sure so, our audience fair. might have already seen this but I've already had to redo an edit because Chuck came up with something that was too cool that I had to oh, go God. back and redo the episode I'm sorry, he, okay. he came up with the in, uh, in the episode episode where evelyn's mech is destroyed he came up with the cool new art of like just a staticky image to represent the mech was destroyed i'm like damn it i already (laughs) did the whole the whole edit without that staticky image there i'm gonna have to redo and re-render the whole thing to add that back in yeah but i think it was worth it. (laughs) it
4: definitely was
0: yeah. So, uh, n- another cool
1: thing I won't get too in depth here, but another cool thing I like is, uh, it comes with a, a drone called the Lotus projector, um, which can be deployed to a space within sensors. And then it emmer- emits a uh, burst to field, uh, where you can, uh, Uh, find any uh hostile characters that are invisible or hidden um and also know their hp evasion e defense and heat um so i kind of think that was cool because that last uh fight we did wasn't that frame not found guy um
0: he he was invisible for a time right uh anytime he on his turn he was invisible. Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things that on your turn, you could see him fine, but whenever he moved, he was invisible. So if you tried to do... Like, it didn't come up much in that combat, but it would have been, like, a if you were using your ready to action, your like prepared actions to like overwatch him and stuff like that, uh, you would have had like a half missed chance from the, uh, from the invisibility. Right. But if
1: I had my Lotus projector at the time, like right next to me, then he wouldn't be able to be invisible as long as he was within range of that. So I think that's an interesting,
0: uh, drone to have. Um, For so sure. yeah,
1: um, so and then,
0: yeah, so that's that's like some of the more mechanical aspects of what you're doing uh, with Astro. Also, um, you're actively making him better at tech um, yeah. like that's that's part of the upgrades you've been doing. Um, and on the narrative side, like what has Astro been doing since the last like since the end of that mission to kind of like show where all these upgrades and updates to his character and mech are
1: yep well so astro astro decided like i said he kind of wants to take a a backseat role or as he would like to think of it the executive producer or director role of the team Um, so he's gonna be you know um kind of in his swallowtail you know um overseeing the battlefield um you know uh trying to Assess the tactical situation and set the scene, as it were. Um, but he needs to learn a lot of more, a lot more tech things. You know, he wants to learn how to hack computers, that sort of thing. I think he probably played a hacker in one of his movies. But you know, his practical knowledge is probably lacking. Uh, so uh, he went up to Torse um, and is asking Torse, "Hey, can you help me? Um, you know, with all this computer stuff? Can you be my my master my my mentor um and torse going to be w- during this downtime torse is going to be uh helping us helping me um sort of get up to speed on how to be a computer whiz. <laughs> um and torse if you don't recall is our the operator on the dbc um so that's 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 a- Ashra's plan for his downtime
4: did, did yeah, Torce, and- uh, ch- uh charge you with, you know, any more t- concert tickets <laughs> as, as, as price for teaching you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Astro will certainly uh, owe her a few concert tickets. Well, better than the last concert she went to. <laughs> Maybe yeah, one where, it, uh- like,
0: she's not, you know, mortal danger would be good. Yeah, probably... Probably be good. Uh, And I think, um, you know, Torse has definitely done that. Um, You know, I think I think what we get uh, in terms of like what you've been doing uh, is kind of like working with her, updating your Mac, figuring out like what you actually need, um, like Torse. Uh, Is kind of your operator is the person who from the DBC would be like feeding you intel and stuff. And she's kind of like showing you how to do some of that from the field. Um, Like and she's definitely had to work with you and the new resources you've gotten to, to like upgrade your equipment in your mech. Um, to kind of, you know, get you ready uh, to, to like do these things in the heat of combat, uh, which, you know, mobile on a much smaller platform than, you know, a ship has, you know, those are those things are trade offs, you know, so like, what, uh, what's the new mech like, uh, obviously, at the end of the last uh, mission. It very dramatically in the, in the final battle in the, in the final explosion, really uh, the offer only your mech was kind of like fused into a solid metal statue essentially from the explosion. Like, did you rebuild it or did you start something new? Like what, what's the state of your machine?
1: Yeah. So, um, Astro would have uh, rebuilt a, a new mech entirely. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the his last mech, you know, is sort of uh, a relic of the past now, or, or maybe it's a scrap. Um, so he's starting completely fresh, um, uh, and he 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 uh, he he probably helped oversee uh, the construction of his new mech with input from Torse as well. Um, so it's gonna look it, it's gonna look kind of if if you've seen the swallowtail and the core. Rule book it's gonna look kind of like that it's like a sort of four-legged um, mech uh, it's it's not a big thing you know um, but it's built for uh, being very um, uh, very like it, it can um, It's a word I'm looking for it. So it has this retractable profile. It can kind of hide in places, you know, it can cut. It's, it's flexible.
0: Um, very much a a scout or a spotter. Exactly.
1: Um, um so so that's how i imagine it it's kind of like a like a metal gear like a a small metal gear is how i imagine it you know or
0: like um anyone who's familiar with battle tech it would be a light right like it'd be a light mech that has good sensors or something like that yeah
1: um so so yeah he he's uh, constructing a mech from scratch it's a brand new mech nice and what's the name of the new mech the new mech is called the Director's Cut. Very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good name.
0: It uh, is. So yeah, I mean, uh, Torsey's <laughs> been working with you. Uh, you know, she's she's had to make sure you're up to snuff because, like, really, the the usefulness of your new mech is kind of like dependent on you being able to use it properly. So she's been she's been working with you tutoring you and I think the scene we're going to open up with you um is you're in the DBC. You're in one of the holds of the DBC. Uh and there is nothing in there and yeah. you are locked in. <laughs> uh it has probably been like 10 15 minutes. Uh Torse said Uh, You could get out when you can get yourself out and then left uh, locking the door behind her. Uh, And this is kind of like her last uh, one of her her newest little tests for you to make sure that you can operate under stress. So what
1: do you do? Also limited oxygen. (laughs) <laughs> no she is not going to kill
0: you <laughs> that'd be a little too intense probably why it probably is almost time for dinner <laughs> okay <laughs> well that's motivation I'm in the back
2: just turning a dial slowly <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so i'm in the hold um so <clears throat> is there um uh what's the normal door like is it a big cargo door or is it i, I imagine like st-
0: this is like a a one of those like uh top closing kind of like airlock doors because you're down in the holds of the ship um these don't like you're on a station now so there's free oxygen about but these storage areas don't always need to have life support going through them right so i imagine yeah. like all the doors between the different sections down here have like top closing airlocky style doors so it's a it's It's a heavy, sturdy, kind of closed door.
1: Okay, cool. Um, So Astro's pacing around and he's like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I've been studying for this. Um, Let's see. Hmm. Is there a panel? Uh, It goes up to the door. Is there like a key card panel,
0: anything like that? Yes. Yeah, there's absolutely key card panels on either side of this door. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, So is it just the kind that you would swipe a card on or does it have like a, um, does it have
0: like a, uh, like buttons I can press? There's no interface for it. It's one of the ones that has like a screen um, that could be just like a big button that you would press to open it. Um, But right now it's like that big button is, is like grayed out and just has like Red lettering that says "locked" superimposed over top of it. All right. Um,
1: can I take the the front panel off?
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you have tools on you that would allow you to like open this up?
1: Um. So, oh, one thing I also got was a, uh, a cybernetic uh, kind of enhancement to uh, to my pilot. Um, And uh, what's it called? It's called the um, uh, something suite, uh, the subjectivity enhancement suite. So it allows me to uh, kind of make a uh, a hardwire connection to to any sort of terminal or, or, you know, Uh, plug in things kind of like you said earlier bob when we were talking like (laughs) r2d2 just like plug into things but uh so maybe i'll try to use that but to just take off the panel i probably need like a something more blunt uh before i can try to make a connection so um
0: yeah, as of right now, uh, what you have in front of you is one of those. Either you could use like a, a near field sort of card over top of it to open it up. Uh, Torse took yours, um, obviously, to make sure you didn't cheat. Um, but also, like, there's there's no keying on this cards and uh, they're like on this panel. Um, so you're going to have to get a level deeper before you could hard connect to anything.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Um are there any uh, tools lying about the hold? Um, uh, Toolbox, pro bar, or is it you cast a
0: and the room's kind of been emptied. Um, you can you can like spend time uh, and it will cost you time if you want to like look very closely around to see if you can find anything. Yeah, uh, I'll do that. All right. So this is just going to be a straight up pilot check. This isn't dangerous or anything. You're just going to have to, you know, roll me a pilot check and activate any triggers that make sense to you to see if you could come up with a workaround to get into this.
1: All right. Uh, what, wh- How about investigate? Because I'm going to be looking around the area trying to find something that I can use as a tool.
0: Yeah, for sure. Study something in great detail definitely applies here. So I'll go ahead and give you a plus two on this. All right. I'll, I'll let you activate your trigger.
1: Let's roll it up. So uh, Now,
0: I do want to point out, uh, you're not going to be used to this, because it's not anything we've had to worry about at all up until now. But you have Grit now. Oh, yeah. So does Grit get added to my yep. skill check? Yes. So actually, you would have a plus one natively. You're just better, because... You've, you, your skills are going up. But because you're activating a trigger, it's now a plus three to your roll instead of just a plus two.
4: Hey, gotcha. Todd, in yeah. your sheet, if you go uh, and change your level to two, it will automatically update your grit and add it to rolls.
1: Gotcha. Okay, I'll do that. But in the meantime, I rolled with grit, I would have rolled a 12.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I think with that, what you find with investigate is you look around the room and it's not obvious at first. Um, but this room does have, uh, some like. Panels that open up to get into basically ducts um, of various types uh, and you're able to find one that has maintenance equipment in it. It's not exactly what you wish you had had uh, in order to open up this wall panel, but it does have uh, various uh, various spanners uh, and screwdrivers of, of various types um, that you could probably use to, to jimmy off the wall connector.
1: All right, so Astra's like bingo this is what I can use uh, and hey if I break the panel it's my ship so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could do it I could do that if I want um, so he, he he grabs he grabs like a, a spanner and a screwdriver uh, and he uh, goes back to the panel and he um, I, He's he, I guess he's gonna like a look and say, hmm, maybe I could use a screwdriver to pry it open. So he kind of gets in there, tries to leverage it, uh, and pop off the panel if he can using the screwdriver.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly how it happens. You get in there, you pop it off, and there's an upside and a downside to this. Now, That when you do that, it disconnects the screen and the card reader, so those are useless to you now. Um, But what you have behind it is the circuitry of the wall itself. Cool, all right. Astra's like, all right,
1: time to test this baby out. This is going to be the first time he's using his uh subjectivity enhancement suite. So he has a little uh, (laughs) he has like a little thing. Uh, kind of in his wrist like a little little uh cybernetic uh attachment um uh that goes in his wrist he opens up like a a small plate uh and there's a wire he could just kind of pull and reel out of his arm um uh and it has a bunch of different connectors and stuff for various socket types um so he's gonna pull that wire out of his arm um, he's gonna like look around he's is it this one oh maybe it's this one and he's gonna try to plug plug in a wire uh and make a hard wire connection to uh the the circuitry uh behind the
0: panel sure and uh here's the cool thing about like blending you know the 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 physical and the digital here is that this is a this is a great bonus like you can actively you know get into this system without having an access point. The side effect of that is uh, you're opening your mind up to the digital. Um, So there is danger involved in this as well. Um, But it gives you access to things that you don't normally have access to. So as you plug in, uh, you're going to have to roll against the security hardware that Torse installed to keep the door closed. Gotcha. Um, So you're going to be rolling another pilot check. Um, This one is going to be... um, I'm going to add a difficulty to. uh, And it will also be uh, a dangerous roll. So if you get uh, above a 10, you'll be successful, but with a downside. And above a 20 is just a pure success.
1: Gotcha. Now... um... (laughs) okay so
0: risky is the word i was looking for dangerous works too but you know
1: one of the uh skill triggers i also took when i leveled up was hacker fix you know and i figured that makes sense he's he's kind of studying up on this you know so he's he's learning how to hack in a sense so uh, i think that skill trigger would apply uh i'm gonna do it
0: Um, And what I'm going to give you because of your subjectivity enhancement suite is I'm going to give you accuracy on this. So that is going to counteract with the difficulty of Torsay's installed um, like uh, security programs. So what this is going to end up being is it's going to be a flat pilot skill roll plus your hacker fix. Um, It's still going to be risky, but now you don't have accuracy or um, difficulty
1: gotcha and i'm gonna i'm i'm also gonna make a case for another skill trigger i'll listen to it might be a little bit of a stretch uh but so here's the thing like if he's if he's plugged in and it's sort of like um a he's hacking it but he's also like he's plugged in it's in his mind now you know it's sort of this alternate reality interface you know so so there's a little bit of like uh um presence of will you know like like i knew where you were going with
0: this (laughs) i was reading your skill triggers and i'm like i know what he's gonna make a case for
1: so i i the thing i'm making a case for is take control which is use force violence presence of will or direct action to take control of something uh so you know might as well uh give it a shot see what the all dm right. As has Astro's to say yelling at a wall yeah <laughs> <laughs> you will open <laughs> hey Astro, you, all right?
0: uh, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna start adding something into this when i think that's a good idea but i'm not sure and i'm gonna give you a devil's bargain Uh, It's something that I've taken from a couple of different uh, (laughs) game systems, and I think it applies here. I'll let you take this extra skill trigger, bringing it up to a plus five. But the risk is uh, if you take this skill trigger, um, your 10 through 20 downside will be worse than it would have been. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) So either you have a plus three And it's the original roll, or you take that additional plus two, and the downside is worse.
1: Okay. Uh, You're saying plus three, plus five. What's the. Oh, from grit, right? Right, right. Because you have the grit. Yeah. Okay. Um, And yeah, you know what? Let's live dangerously um, and see what happens. So I'll take the plus five. (laughs) And Astro's really hungry.
2: (laughs) After dinner, we go to check on him. He's just laying
1: spread eagle on the
0: floor. The door is open, but he has drool coming out of his mouth.
1: His hair is, like, up on end. (laughs) Alright, here comes the
0: roll. 24! Hey, there we go. So, it was worth it, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, You you uh yeah you hack in you get hardwired in uh your scanning security system and something just sinks for you it just makes sense um like between the training and being able to <laughs> uh uh our our, our uh, other pilots really wanted to see what the downside was uh according to chat but uh unfortunately astro is too good right now yeah um i think what what definitely helps you here is a combination of the training and the fact that you're using this enhancement suite is letting you use skills that Astro has natively and he's able to adapt them and be a little bit more adaptable in bringing, like, other things he's good at into this. Um, So, yeah, you, you just are able to kind of, like... Almost almost brute force it a little bit. Um, you definitely feel like it pushing back on you, but you're just you're too quick. Um, like the downside doesn't get you before you're able to open the door and get back out. Um And yeah, you you unhook the uh, the door kind of like slides up and Torse is behind the door. Uh, She has a she has a comic in her hand that she's reading and like looks surprised when the door opens. Astro will hold out his hands and say, huh, what do you think? Wow, I didn't. That was she like looks at her watch to make sure she's not like imagining things. Just like I, I can't believe it. I, I think you're ready. I surprise myself sometimes too. At the very least, you won't get yourself killed.
1: Well, couldn't have done it without a good teacher like you.
0: Well, uh, I think that means you're ready to get back out in the fields, which is good uh, because uh, the supplies we got. Uh, we're generous, but they are going to run out eventually. So would be nice to start thinking about what we do next.
1: Yeah, that uh, sounds good. Well, I'm excited. I think this is great preparation for uh, a hacker role once my movie career gets back on track.
0: Just promise you'll try to portray it a little bit realistically. Now, where's the fun in that? She sighs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking a character that has four hands, so they can type
0: even faster. That seems so impractical.
1: Yeah, but it looks cool. Is it all on the same keyboard? Of course, yeah.
0: Uh, she, like, grabs your arm and, like, holds it up to, like, examine the, the port stuff you added and whatnot. Yeah. She's like, I... I mean, how's this working out for you? It doesn't look like you damaged it, so obviously it worked.
1: Yeah, it took some adjustment, you know, getting used to this. Um, it was a little—I'm not gonna lie—it's a little scary when I plugged in to uh, the panel. It was my first time using it. Um, bit overwhelming, but I was able to, you know, keep cool and try to try to work through it. Uh, So I think it's working well, but I'm going to need practice with it before I fully get used to it.
0: Well, it's a good thing that uh, Ren has some connections with uh, Lev uh, to get you that. I mean, it looks like it's working out well for you. Yes, indeed. You know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm hungry and I'm almost to the next chapter. Let's go get some dinner. I'll read on the way.
1: Sounds good. Rubs his belly. I could definitely use a bite.
0: Well, let's get to it. And uh, you guys kind of like ascend up through the ship. Uh, I'm assuming that by the time you get there, uh, the food's been a little picked over. But you did it fast enough that you get a decent amount of dinner. Good. Still warm. <laughs> <laughs> Still warm. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's kind of what Astra's been up to. Uh, let us see what the other pilots have been doing. Evelyn. How are Uh, you doing?
3: I'm doing great. How about, how about you, Bob?
0: Doing pretty good. Since the, uh, the end of the last mission, uh, you know, what has Evelyn been up to and what are the things you picked?
3: Uh, I guess going the same order you went through with Todd, um, I, I always kind of imagine Evelyn sort of like, like I, I knew straight from the get go, I wanted her to be like a upfront a, a, a uh, melee build for her mech. Um, I think the, um, this first mission kind of made it very clear that she needed the, well, we need, I needed to toughen her mech up a little bit. Um, given the fact that, you know, um, she had her mech destroyed partway from the mission and we were, <laughs> and she was basically on its last legs for the remaining half of it. Um, so like, I already like, I I had been doing a lot of talking with the rest of the guys about like you know, like what'd be a good mech for like what I was going for, and I think like it became very obvious that like more defenses, especially if I'm gonna be serving more of a tank role, uh, which seems to be the direction we're going. Since uh, Todd's going more um, support, um, uh, Jay with uh, Rock is going with sniper, and um, I'm not even sure how to category, categorize Jer- Jeremy's stuff. Uh, I'll be. Everywhere—that's what I mean. You're, you're basically like a well-rounded.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a mid-range skirmisher, probably. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's pretty accurate. So yeah, I mean that's like so that's what I'm sort of going for. And like so, um, I ended up like Evelyn's going to be scrapping her mech, and I guess I'll talk about that in a little sec. Um, but I end up like rebuilding the mech to go with like a a setup, um, so a lot more defense and just some offensive abilities as well.
0: Um, yeah, some nice, like, retribution-style abilities yeah, to yeah. kind of, like, you know, a little bit of payback for anyone who kind of, like, you know, ditch it out and take <laughs> it kind of stuff.
3: Pretty much. And, and like, I, I redid some of her, um... I always get the terminology mixed up here. It's the uh, traits from the mechs. Uh, talents. Talents, thank you. Sorry I get those two confused. Um, I swapped out some of her talents. Like, the big one was I got rid of, um brawler and i swapped it out for the and i think that works out really well just because um one like she gets uh, uh she gets actually on the first time she does a melee attack and since i mostly only melee attack once all my attacks have accuracy now and the uh the blade master dice uh setup is actually kind of cool um just because like you d- it's like it's comparable to like fighter and 5e dnd except for the fact um like instead of like a i'm thinking of champion for 5e where you have like a bunch of um uh, dice the work that off is, of
0: that is incorrect <laughs> that's, the, okay. that's the wrong subclass but that's okay <laughs> uh, which one so you get th- screwed up yeah uh, uh, champion's a different one uh, you're thinking of battle master or something like that does everyone else remember that the word for what class Chuck took
2: yeah battle master champion's the one that you created battle master okay 19 to 20
0: yeah
3: okay uh, okay, yeah, well, uh, the, the difference is that you actually accumulate die as you deal damage, so, like, you never really run out as long as you're still landing attacks, which is
0: really cool. Nice, yeah, you kind of keep a, a rolling advantage going.
3: Exactly, yeah, and, and it seems like a lot of stuff is really useful, like, the obviously, like, the damage mitigation with parry and deflect, um...
2: Also, it's kind of like, like tra-
0: uh, you can press the advantage if you have, yeah. if you're on the upswing, you can kind of keep that moving forward and like keep momentum. And I think like that's definitely a way to think of like how we describe Evelyn. Like she's definitely a momentum style pilot, right? Yep. Like, so that makes sense.
3: So that's that's sort of what I was thinking about. Um, I guess story wise, like I've always imagined Evelyn's more of a person like don't, dwell on the past too long like if you need to move forward move forward so she's like yep mech screwed move on to the next one and she probably went through a couple iterations of ideas um especially um based on everything that happened last mission like i think the first thing she thought of was how do i get a mech that doesn't light on fire
0: yeah (laughs) i think uh what's interesting too is like i think the way we've set it up evelyn kind of took the mech she had previously was almost Mm -hmm. like a repurposed construction mech, like from was, her yeah. previous life, right? So, in a in a very similar way to Astro, you have both kind of like gotten rid of the mech that came from your past to kind of like move on to something new here.
3: Yep. So, and, 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 and like that didn't work out. The fireproof mech, she didn't really like the design, so she ended up going with one that was a little more like defensive based. Um, for example, like the Vlad has a higher armor. It has a higher armor um, rating. Uh, and also, like, the deployable, deployable spikes, because that can be used for, for um, not only for uh, doing extra damage as retribution, but I think she's able to use that for other abilities as well, um, which I might get into, or you'll find out soon. Uh also, one thing I kind of like the idea is, like, there's a lot of parts about the Vlad that are very mining-based, which fits her background pretty well.
0: Yeah, it makes sense that she'd incorporate that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Construction, mining, kind of like, you know, physical sort of, like, um, almost, uh, like, labor-style thing. Yeah, yeah.
4: Don't have a weapon? Like,
0: Need to
3: mine? Just ram yourself into the wall. Oh, yeah, and, like, the Vlad gets this giant drill at the third um, uh the third uh, rank, <laughs> nice. So, which I'm definitely going to be getting once I unlock that. But uh, I definitely added the nail gun, which I think is a really good thing because of her. Mecha- uh, she's acting as a mechanic. Like mm-hmm. in my mind, I like to pretend that like she figured out it was a good weapon because she was like servicing some other mech.
0: Yeah, it's probably like uh like a giant arm, like a like a mechanical arm mounted like right. nail thing that she was using in the hangar to like you know actually do different maintenance things, mm-hmm. and then you're like, what if this? But a weapon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, I was thinking like, like maybe she was servicing Rock's mech and actually put a nail in the wrong place, and then uh, Rock was trying to actually pilot the mech and end up just kind of falling apart because of this place to play nail. And she's like, "Oh,
0: probably a- more probably Astros or uh, Dines because okay. we're gonna we're gonna to get to Rocks in a moment, and Rocks is kind of like." Probably one that you wouldn't have been working on, Evelyn, in terms of, like, how he got access to it. Yeah, so. okay,
3: let's, let's retcon that. That, is, that was Dine's mech that um, accidentally got
0: screwed over by a misplayed snail. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, sorry, Jeremy. Dine's been doing a lot of maintenance to his, so it makes sense. Dine was very angry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> justified, justified. Um, and then, like, I, I think, like, so... I think that um, Evelyn's probably... I can't speak for everyone else, but I would imagine she's trying to take advantage of the resources that we got from Ren as much as possible because, I mean, as great as it is to have Astro and his funding, like, there's so much more that um, we can get from Ren. And, like, mm-hmm. I imagine that that comment earlier about, like, you know, we have limited resources, um everyone's probably a part of the problem there. Like, she definitely was, you know, iterating on a new mech. Um, one thing we talked about earlier um, was... Uh, before this recording, you we were thinking, like, maybe for the Playmaster talent, that Evelyn doesn't really have formal mech training. Um, yes. Because basically, Astro said, You, I'm making you a star. And She's like, Okay, I'm a mech pilot now. And but now I, that. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was just agreeing with you. I totally think that uh, amongst Ren's uh, various influence they were allowed to give you um, is uh you know when when talking to you Evelyn about like what you needed or mm-hmm. like when you were sourcing materials it was very obvious to ren because um you know between torse and ren and like examining like what happened and reviewing security footage like it became obvious yeah. that like you don't so much have training as you have like the willpower and like the motivation right so like ren saw an opportunity here um and you're actually taking some formal training uh ren got you access to basically uh like a mentor um someone yep. who who is training you kind of in the duelist style um kind of like honing like it, it makes sense you're no longer what was it brawler or what was the yeah. one you switched off of
3: uh i swapped off of a brawler, brawler for um... Yeah. So
0: it's it's taking that brawler and kind of focusing it. And that's kind of where the duelist is coming from. So, uh, yeah, you've you've been working with a formal trainer who, you know, has been taking you both in person and in mech to kind of like help you hone your reflexes and like make sure you know what you're doing with weaponry. So, um, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely something you've been working on. Um, And something that's probably going to be very obviously different with how your pilot skills move forward. And I think for you uh, and for Evelyn, uh, where we're picking back up is going to be at the end of your iteration progress here. Um, You've been working for a while, and this is probably Evelyn at the point where she's finally gotten the... um, your new neck may name here uh, is like hitting, hitting the target. She wants it to hit. So go ahead and, and tell me where this takes place and what this looks like.
3: So I would imagine that Evelyn's mostly been working. Well, she mostly works in the uh, hangar anyway, but I think she's been there more often when she hasn't been training um, just so she can look, get this mech up and ready. And I think, at the point that when the scene starts, she's probably attaching some sort of generator to the back. Like she's definitely putting in the finishing touches and like lowering, lowering in these parts in trying to hook them up, uh, you know, make sure everything is connected correctly. Maybe do a test run shortly, that kind of thing.
0: Okay. And that's where we see you. It's, it's in the middle of the hangar. Uh, you are in the middle of getting some tests, uh, tests up and running. Um, The the your new mech with all its new emplacements and armoring and uh, various wicked looking sort of like um, much more, much more purpose built. Uh, It's probably more of an intentional build. You built it from the ground up to be combat focused. So it's no longer kind of like an unassuming, like engineered mech uh that has some weapon strapped to it this thing looks like an engine of war um and yeah we see evelyn in like one of those little bucket cranes off the side of the mech working on something what are you working on
3: uh i mean like i said before just lowering it lowering in this uh generator for this uh like this protocol that she's coming putting together i think if, if this sort of would tie in with the um uh, it was sort of tying with the fact that um, uh, the this new build has a lot of spikes, which are supposed to deploy whenever she takes any sort of physical damage. Um, she, she's codenamed this. I'm um, looking at my notes real quick. Uh, the Morningstar Morning Protocol. She's actually been really vague about it because, like, for example, like Astro's asked about it because he's just generally interested in the well-being of the crew, and her response has mostly been like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll, you'll see it when it's ready." Like, she's it's like, she's. Kind of keeping it as a surprise because one, she thinks it'd be a great way to show it off in combat, and two, if it fails, then you know she can just say that's, that's not a bug, that's a feature.
0: And I think that's that's kind of where things are right now, too. We have uh, we have like Astro in the hangar, kind of like watching the you know, you put like this, these final touches on the mech. And what are you thinking, Astro, as you watch her kind of like finish this? She loads in a generator. You see this big engine of war's eyes like flash for a moment as it like gets some power. Yeah. So Astro
1: is a. Standing back, arms crossed, watching and and says to Evelyn. Uh, that looks pretty scary, I'm not gonna lie.
3: I mean, it's not, it's just, just a little uh, you know, like a por like a porcupine, you know, it's adorable.
1: It's not I mean, that bad. Do you need that many spikes? It's a lot of Look. spikes. How do you even get in that mech without cutting yourself?
3: <laughs> I mean you just I'll just point I'll just point the ladder off to the side, you know, just climb up the ladder don't touch the spikes Seems pretty straightforward to me i mean Oof. have you ever have, you, have, you, have you, I've never seen a cactus before i mean people keep them as pets
1: i had a cactus and every Did time i watered it i got too close and i uh, hurt myself so you know maybe i'm a little sensitive just, to sharp <laughs> pointy things also i don't look, like I, needles
3: look i'm just telling you right now that the spikes are very important for this all work. And look, yeah, it has benefit. Like, no one's going to want to punch a mech with spikes. And if they do, well, you know,
1: ouch. Hey, I, I'm not complaining. He holds his hands up. I'm just saying, keep away from my mech. I don't want to get all, you know, I don't, I don't want you messing up my n- beautiful new swallowtail.
3: I mean, what no, what, what no are you talking <laughs> No hugs. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? No one's going <laughs> to even see it half the time. Do you really need to be worried about appearances?
1: uh i mean are you kidding our mechs need to look pretty snazzy i still have to decide on a nice paint job for mine i mean we're not they're, they're mechs they're they're just
3: hunks of metal designed to do damage we're not going to like some sort of a catalog or a fashion show with these things
1: but what if what if our uh adventures are so legendary that they make a movie based on us and uh, we've got to have Cole max for them to replicate in the in the movie version.
3: That's true. I, I don't know much about movies, and I, I don't claim to know more than you, but I'm willing to bet regardless of what we do, they're going to, like, retcon or put the, – they're going to change it up anyway, do some artistic license or whatever they call it.
1: Well, uh, I, 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 I assume I'm going to be the director of that movie, by the way, and I'm going for historical accuracy.
3: Uh, everyone just gets back to work and she's like yeah uh good luck. go keep telling yourself that the director the star <laughs> the supporting cast yes. <laughs> is this a one-man
1: show or what it's like tommy Wiseau, so no. future <laughs> oh, tommy <God>. Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> let's me hope that's not the direction astro goes
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the,
3: the, the disaster artist um all right he
1: he kind of tilts (laughs) his head uh, and re-examines the mech and he's like well the spikes i have to admit look pretty badass how do you plan on using this mech anyway
3: i mean it's really is is that the question you're gonna ask
1: are you just gonna ram into people
3: yeah duh
1: seems pretty effective She's going to give them
4: hugs, hugs of death. And,
3: and then, you know, if that doesn't work, I mean, I, I still got my axe and then I'll motion and then Evelyn will motion to her of uh, the uh, axe, which I actually forgot to mention was updated as well. Um, yeah.
0: So uh, I haven't given you the update for this yet, uh, Evelyn. Evelyn. But um yeah, for uh for advancing and, and doing something kind of like story fun here, um we're saying the axe that you kind of like pulled forward from your uh previous build. Um you at the uh during last mission uh you had a very uh at odds uh relationship with Payday, uh, the claymore uh wielding uh laser edged mech uh, that kind of like downed the direct application of force
3: I mean it's all good now she's
0: dead she is dead and you took her weapon. And uh, I think what we see uh, during some of these flashbacks is you specifically take that weapon uh, and you just strip out all of the all of the stuff in it. And you basically build onto the edge of your axe like an activatable energy edge. And you're like, "There, yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be nice. That'll do um, so what I'm going to give you for that is uh, now on your I believe it's your tactical melee weapon is your axe. Is that right?
3: Uh Yeah.
0: Uh, So normally that would do kinetic damage, Um, so I'm going to give you basically ammo on this. So, uh, basically it'll have, uh, anytime you deploy with this tactical melee weapon, you'll have three ammo, uh, at the beginning of your turn, you can activate it as a protocol. And for the rest of that turn, your tactical melee weapon, instead of kinetic damage, does energy damage and does 2d6 plus two instead of 1d6 plus
3: two. Oh my goodness. That's amazing.
0: But it only has three ammo per mission, so once you've done those three turns with it, it's out of energy, and it's just the normal axe again. Yeah. What kind of damage it is? Sorry, I'm writing this down. Uh, So right now, it's normally kinetic. When you activate it, uh, it will become a 2d6 plus 2 energy weapon for that turn only. Because basically, Sweet. you're you're it's not like a made to work this way, so you're kind of jury rigging <laughs> it. Um, oh yeah, Makes and it basically, sense. yeah, you you basically applied her energy edge to your axe. Um, and let me tell you, uh, there are there are ways this could malfunction, but uh, we'll not get into that right now.
3: Is this one of those things where I'll find out at the
0: last minute? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Risk and reward. I can accept this. <laughs> Um, But yeah, I think Evelyn's pretty proud with the work she's done on that axe.
3: (laughs) That's that's awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to uh, I wanted to play around with the ideas of like how to modify like different things that, uh, you know, rewards for getting stuff in this game. You know, as we as we work through the game, if we find out it's a little too overpowered, I might modify the amount of ammo or the amount of damage bonus or something. Uh, But for right now, let's let's play with it here and see how it goes.
3: Sweet.
4: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Astro will hack into systems. Evelyn will hack enemies in
0: half. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a, really a different webs- type of hacking. <laughs> it's all about division of labor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, that's kind of where we see the end of that scene is, uh, you know, I think Evelyn gets in. Uh, and what's the new name of your mech?
3: Uh, you know, I, I keep flip flapping back and forth whether I like this or not, but right now it is addi- additional applications of force.
0: right. So you get into the additional applications of force. We see the mech kind of like stand up. We see this kind of like interesting shimmer, but that like kind of like goes across the various spikes on the outside of the mech body for just a moment as it kind of like powers up. We Mm -hmm. see you like rev up and test the energy edge of the axe as you kind of like take off and like re-equipped a little like cooling energy battery to the bottom of the axe and yeah we just see this kind of like awesome scene of like you finally getting it to the point you want it to be all right i think that finishes evelyn's comeback to the game uh let's move over to dine yes indeed Uh, between the end of last session and uh, where we're picking up in uh, this new uh, story arc, what have you chosen and what are you up to?
4: So Dine, Dine being the more, exper- well, one of the more experienced uh, members of this crew, uh, like the last battle, like he's, he's experienced similar things through all of his years uh, traveling around uh, in the outer areas of space and, um, but he's like, you know, I'm on this crew. I need to improve. Let's start with the mech. <clears throat> um, the, the Prometheus was originally just, I would say, a more generic mech that uh, was... He chose specifically generic so that it could be modified later. Because that was something that um, he had always intended on doing. And uh, when Dyne was in battle, if you guys re- if you remember hit the weapons that he chose were all about were heavy damage but also had a lot of heat a lot of um, extra cost attached to them and so I basically went all in on that uh, I, for the mech that I chose I picked the Sherman which is a mech that uh, has a high heat capacity but also has some traits that allows me to control it Um <clears throat> Uh, so whenever I uh, like, whenever I stabilize, um, I can choose to either clear all of my heat and go in, or go into the danger zone. Um, I gain soft cover, and I have a system that will allow me to make stabilize a, uh, a quick action rather than a full action. Um, and similarly, I picked a talent it's called Nuclear Cavalier, which whenever I'm in the danger zone, which is half heat or more. Uh, I will deal two heat and an additional 1d6 energy damage on the first attack I make each round. Um, but the real um, key of the uh, of the Sherman is the ZF4 Solid Core, which is an integrated cannon. Uh, basically, the way it works is that it works on a charge system. Um, It holds up to four charges, and for every charge that this weapon has, it deals 1d6 energy damage and has a range of line four. So at four charges, it will deal 4d6 with a range of line 16, so it will just blast a hole through everything within its path, basically.
0: Nice. Nice. And uh, those (laughs) like very interesting, like the choices Dine has made in his upgrade path here. And I'm interested uh, to hear from you, like what uh, narratively, like where where do these upgrades come from? Where does this additional kind of like emphasis on control and compatibility with kind of like the synergistic parts of your mech come from?
4: Uh, Dine has been working with an um, older um, engineer he, who's been – he's worked with a lot of companies. His name is uh, Dion Curis. And this, guy, this man, he created uh, an original model of a mech a long time ago, and it was used for quite some time. But, you know, as new technologies came out and new systems were developed – Uh, It was phased out, uh, but it was always his pride and joy. And while he was creating systems for various companies, uh, he kept on like tinkering with the designs and eventually came up with an updated version that has all the systems that he feels would be appropriate. And uh, he basically um, contacted Dine and asked him to um, help him build this. And that's one of the reasons why Dine's base mech was uh, very generic rather than um, like uh, Evelyn, who is like piecing together her uh, mech or uh, Astro, who created it from scratch. Dine is taking his base mech and just building upon it, taking out old systems and upgrading a- as needed to build this mech into what uh, Dion wants it to be.
0: Right. So this is kind of like <coughs> your your mech of Theseus. Yes. <laughs> You're uh, you're kind of like this is like uh, so this is the same mech that we've seen you use, but it's new. It's improved. It's like custom. Uh, Very much like as you go, as you're getting access to resources, you're finding, uh, yes, okay I see here. Here's one of the things we need to do. It's uh, like this is the next part we're going to renovate. This is the next part we're going to gut you know, replace with everything new and like keep working towards the next stage of this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to that end, you've actually uh, kind of brought uh, the designer out here, haven't you? Yes, I have. So we have uh, Dion Suris. Is that Curus. how it's pronounced? Curious. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, um, and I think that's the scene we have here. Um, this is you working on the Prometheus, um, and we kind of get you at the beginning of this scene where you're you're like working on I'm I'm assuming like the solid core, right? That's the most yeah. interesting part of this new mech, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's this where where do you think the salt? like what is the look of it? Like where is this this kind of integrated weapon?
4: I imagine that the solid core is um basically attached to the right shoulder of the mech as uh like it's it's not an actual mount like a lot of the mechs have it's an integrated mount so it's basically built into the uh the um right shoulder
0: okay cool And uh, I think, you know, it's one of those things where it's almost like your right shoulder is kind of like morphed forward a little bit. It's almost like a little bit rail gunny. You know, it has like the sides that kind of like open up for things to eject out of it and whatnot. And we have you probably on the shoulder with it open, kind of like installing things. And Mm -hmm. from the from the catwalk kind of that goes around the upper shoulders of your mech, uh, we see kind of uh, an older man, uh, graying hair, dark brown eyes, slight build. Uh, He just has like this big set of blueprints that looks erratic, right? It looks like blueprints that have markups all over it. You just see red pen everywhere. Um, And you and him working together have like almost been like. Uh, adapting and redoing some bits of the design on the fly, as you realize in like practical tests, it doesn't work the way you quite predicted it would, and it's one of those things. It's an ongoing project, and uh, you kind of hear him from above. He's like, "Well, I think this is a uh, this is probably the uh, the limit of what we can do with what we got here." I, I'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board. I I thought we'd be able to do a little bit more with, you know, I. I'm worried we're going to stress the reactor a little bit much if we go any further today.
4: Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Dion, I'd rather not stress the reactor and blow us all
3: up.
0: Well, we're already risking that as it is. I think uh, throwing any more coins into that wishing well is a bad idea. Uh, Well,
4: then you want me to hop in the mech and get the system running just to make sure that uh, the uh, well on the weapon is able to hold the charge?
0: Yeah, yeah, get it up, get it up now, and we'll uh, we'll take a look at it.
4: Well, Dine just hops in the uh, mech and just starts it up.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where we see the the <laughs> same profile the Prometheus already had, but it's obvious that there's customizations. There's like new vents on the side of it that you just see what, as it powers up. It's like. Tch! as, like, heat vents out of it. And you're kind of, like, building up heat on purpose a little bit to kind of, like, get the reactor to a state where it's, like, feeding energy through the mech. Uh, I'm sure we see parts where, like, bits of the joints are almost, like, glowing a little bit. We see the shoulder bits. uh, Even with some of the mechanical bits still open that you can see into that, obviously, like, its armor plating is probably going to go on that later. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, you kind of, like, boot it up. It, like, stands... Up from a slightly like slumped position a little bit and what do you do
4: all right uh here we go i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i'm gonna inter- initiate the stabilizers and just make sure uh and just make sure that the heat goes uh, goes up to the uh, well here we go
0: and he's like watching with uh, he he like it's it's almost like his blueprints or like one of those old maps that you have to fold like eight times. So mm-hmm. he's like folding it. He like gets it under his arm. Uh, he's like watching with his arms crossed and like uh, a pencil, like he's chewing in his mouth as he's watching. Um, you can tell he's like taking great care to like see how different parts work. As you start to like build up that heat, you, you like watch all your readouts and you're like, OK, things are going OK. What do you do next?
4: Uh, let's see. Um. Hmm. I don't have... He overclocks it. He's just like, OK, it looks like it's going. It looks like it's going. So he dines next going to turn up the heat a little bit more to see to see how much it
0: can take, basically. Okay, yeah, and you just start starts cranking it up, it. and starts cranking it up a little bit. You're just running it uh, a little bit further um, than, you know, getting it into that danger zone. Right. And as you're doing it, um, all of a sudden, you just hear, from like, it's almost as soon as you start doing it, you hear mm-hmm. from outside the mic, stop, stop, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it! Um, and, like... You start hearing that like seconds before all of a sudden your monitors start throwing errors at you.
4: Oh. Goody. Okay. Dine immediately tries to uh, cut the power to the mech.
0: Uh, As you do, um, like there is there is an issue Um, very quickly. It becomes apparent there is there is uh, some sort of uh, like like self-feeding system um, that like even if you go to shut down the reactor, it just keeps getting charged back. Um, I need you uh, to go ahead and give me a. Uh, God, pilot check perpetual energy? Uh, it's more like his <laughs> his uh, reactor is getting hotter and hotter and hotter because he tries to shut it down and then energy shunts back into it and like heats it back up again um, so it's never getting cool enough for the reactor to turn off it's basically entering a meltdown um, so yeah what do you do uh, uh, you, so- you, I'm gonna need like some sort of pilot check here uh,
4: this I'm definitely, definitely risky, going to uh, whatever buy, it is. Uh, stay cool to this situation uh, with the mech possibly overheating, going to explode. Dine needs to remain calm in all situations.
0: And for Dine, that's something he is like <laughs> the best at, right? Mm-hmm. This uh, is something that I think, you know, you've you've gotten even better at. Like, this is something y- you are specifically working on like you know this mm-hmm. system um so i'm gonna go ahead and give you accuracy on this okay because you you literally like helped build this system right okay
4: so i'm gonna do stay cool with plus one accuracy and i rolled a 16 6 plus nice. 6 plus 4
0: all right. Well, it's a, it's uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's good uh, that you got up to a sixteen, uh, but on this risky check, things don't go quite as planned. You're able to slowly cut the energy, um, and you're able to quickly uh, use some of the redundancies you built into your own mech. Um, you know, kind of the the vent heat that specifically your. <coughs> oh, Excuse me. Uh, the vent heat option that you specifically like built in um is yep. is like coming online uh your ability to kind of like um the the ability you took that specifically allows you to do this quicker right that's right. what um doing it as like a, a single action and not a full action yeah, kind of represents you know mm-hmm. uh you're able to do that um but uh you're kind of faced with a choice um sure. you're inside uh, you're in a hangar. you're in the hangar right now um the, you have like there is some excess energy that needs to escape your mech. It is either going to damage your internals or it's going to fire the solid core It's going to
4: fire uh, <laughs> it's going to fire the solid core
0: and you just you just hear uh dion uh from outside the mech. he's like no 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 uh you see him running to like one of the terminals like one of the control terminals that's on the catwalk um as you kind of like brace and like as, as fast as you can uh you're like trying to like aim it anywhere that isn't going to like hurt something and what does it look like when the solid core fires
4: Because the mech isn't um, isn't really bracing itself, because the solid core is an ordnance weapon that really requires bracing, and this is a giant. This is a pretty big gun. Uh, It fires, and there's enough force that the Prometheus just flies backwards and lands on its back.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. It's even it's even like a almost like a sprawling sort of landing because it's all in one shoulder, right? Yep. So it's like it pushes back on your shoulder, almost like twists your mech to the side. You're getting jarred around inside the cockpit. Um the mech just spins to the ground. Uh you don't you don't even know what happened outside the mech because you know, you get basically thrown yep. around. Uh, and you're just, you know, in there as like you're checking the different systems and whatnot.
1: Quick question. Um, oh yeah, are you working on the mech like in the hangar where the DBC our ship is? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can I? I'm gonna assume Astro is in the ship, futzing around, and he heard some huge commotion, uh, and he's gonna. <laughs> walk down the plane.
4: By the way, uh, Astro, you might need a new, a third Mac. I'm
0: sorry.
1: <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Yeah, you're
0: like, you're probably uh, like somewhere, you know, around mid-deck or something and you yeah. just, like, the whole ship rocks for a moment and you're like, what the hell was that? Because the last time the DVC was in threat, you guys had to fight off barrels, so you're like, checking like, I'm, I assume you probably like, check the sensors first to be like, what? What is happening um, yeah and uh, after a few moments uh, dying, uh you know you th- from the outside you know your your cockpit door just kind of like flings open uh, and you see Dion there and he's just holding this like clipboard and he's like what happened I'm like ah.
4: it looks like some of the uh, when when I was trying to shut the system down some of the energy just redirected back into the core Rather than out of the
0: system. He just like pulls his hand up to his head and just kind of like wipes (coughs) it down his face. And he's like,
4: oh, Um, it's like I needed I needed to get it out of the system. Otherwise, it would have been a much bigger problem.
0: (laughs) He like looks around, looks back down to everything you got here. And he's like, well, looks like I'm going to have to stay here for another day or two to help you get this fixed
4: uh i think i'm gonna have to be in this place for another week trying to fix that hole as i look up as i look out of it out of the yeah, machine as and you, see the hole. as you
0: kind of like stand up outside of the <laughs> cockpit that as your as your mech is kind of like prone in the hangar it's like in one of the upper corners of the hangar you just see like a hole that goes like three feet into the wall um it was like you shot at least to the other side of the hangar and it wasn't yeah. like a fully charged shot. It was like you had just booted up. But like it definitely like burned through starship hull. Uh, you like see into some of the bulkhead of the ship uh, and it just melted around it.
4: I'm just like, well, Dion, if uh, that's what happens when it's at its base level charge, man, I'm glad it wasn't at full charge when that thing let loose. I feel bad for anyone who gets in its path.
0: I assume Astro has gotten there and is just like on the other side of the hangar yeah. looking at this big hole in his ship. It's <laughs> just like, what the heck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, another thing to deal with. <laughs> he has his hands up on his head. <laughs> you, He's know sorry, what? you know Astro's more afraid
4: to tell Torse than he is worried about the ship.
1: <laughs> I, I can
3: buy that. <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what Rock Smack is because right now we got uh, whatever's going on with Evelyn. We got this walking explosion with um, Dine. <laughs> I, I almost want astro in the third in the third scene just so he could react to this one too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, <laughs> he just yells to uh, what was it, Dion? Um, uh, yeah,
0: you've you've had like limited interaction <laughs> with Dion. Yeah, he's not he's not so much rude as you can tell he has no interest in talking to you. Um, so like every conversation you've had with him has been very like not so much stilted, but like super cordial. Like you've had trouble broaching like any kind of conversation with him that isn't like. ah, oh, So, you know, I hear the uh, I hear the you know, the 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 life systems in the in the ship have been a little Foggy for the few day, last few days. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. (laughs) You like beer? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Nice. Like 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 whiskey more. (laughs) And then and then you like whiskey's good. It's one of those things where like you probably like latch on to that and like oh well you know I have some really cool. He's like yeah that's that's nice. (laughs) Like every time you try to like engage him on some deeper level, he's just like okay. uh it, it's almost like he's he's actively just like very focused on a couple of things and you just have no success getting him to open up to you have you seen my films well no <laughs> i'm guessing he is most certainly not <laughs> it's it's probably one of those things where he's seen them but he like barely remembers them it's like it's like uh you know one of those people who's more into like he, he's probably more into uh like historical like uh um what are they called like documentaries and yeah. like live on location type things and yeah. you're in a lot of like narrative fiction and stuff he's like yeah stories are cool or whatever <laughs> he, he really. would watch
4: astro's movies and be
0: like that
4: mech's not factually correct
1: <laughs> he kind of that makes me think happen. of the equivalent of like a current day dad who watches world war ii documentaries and that, that's is, him yeah that's <laughs> him. yeah that's who he is
0: um interestingly uh and i think uh dying you know this about him but he doesn't really open up about this um he's actually not from the sickness state um which is kind of why he's willing to work with you. Um, but he kind of like washes out of a lot of the other design jobs he has, because yep. he's not really interested in helping them very much. Um, he is uh, the Cygnus state is kind of like the the kind of uh, federal state that you guys are all a part of. Um, what you know about him Uh, And whether you not you know a lot about this other faction is kind of up to you. Um, But there is another uh, larger faction out there in the world called the Federation of Former Colonies. Um, It is a kind of smaller uh, association um, that is basically a collective of former colonies uh things that used to be on the far reaches of the cygnus state that have there was a you know kind of like a few disputes uh you know maybe a few decades uh ago um it's kind of like a kind of like a them seceding a little bit right um but they're more of an association of self-governed territories that work together rather than having more of an overarching thing so members of the federation don't really identify as like being federation members so much as they identify as being from a specific planet or like you know what i mean like right. you guys would identify as being Signians because you're all members of the signus state and then also identify as being members of a certain planet um their group is much more like no i'm a member of this smaller group that just happens to be part of a larger group um so yeah like you have him on the ship and you know he's kind of uncomfortable like letting other people know that um but yeah before he leaves uh kind of the thing he brings up to you is just that um you know uh i don't know if this is something that has become uh well known around here but uh it's been harder uh to ship things in and out of the Cygnus state recently um do you know what's going on?
4: No, but now that you mention it, it was uh it was pretty hard to get some of the materials for a, a project here. We have to look into it.
0: <sighs> I usually don't pay attention to things like that, but when I was sourcing the materials for this build, uh it just seemed like people had their had their haunches up a little bit. Everyone was playing a little coy. And I know there's like a million reasons why these these groups would do those things. It seems like they're always in some sort of proxy war, but this seemed a little out of the ordinary. If you find out anything, let me know.
4: I will. I have a feeling that, well, if we want to continue uh, pursuing this as far as we can go, we're definitely going to need to get those materials. Maybe Maybe looking into this is worthwhile.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to I'm going to get back home. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't take too long. He like looks at uh, like kind of like a little Palm Pilot style thing. He's like, I'm going to have to leave tomorrow. Looks like the the gates are going to open back up then. So uh, I'll be, uh, you know, contact me or send me a message. If uh, anything goes wrong, I'll get information back to you as fast as I can.
4: I definitely will. I, uh, well, I want the Apollo system to be as good as it's going to get.
0: Hey, do me a favor, would you? You Push it a little bit. We need to see uh where things bend and where things break if we're going to get ahead of any problems.
4: Uh No problem. If Astro's around, I have a feeling I'm going to be pushing it as hard as it can go.
0: He, like, cracks a bit of a smile uh, a little bit. <laughs> And he goes, just don't get yourself killed and don't get our machine too busted.
1: Astro says, I heard that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No problem. I'll do what I can. Thankfully, we reinforced the, uh, the base plating, so hopefully I won't get too busted, less busted.
0: He nods and he's like, and that's it. He just kind of like he d- he says his pleasantries to you and uh, you guys part ways. Um, And I think uh, kind of just where we where we head from there with dying from like there to now is just, you know, you you work on it a little bit more. You, you help with the repairs probably a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the the few the few things that needed to get worked out in the, uh, the 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 uh, the remind me of your mech's name the orion prometheus prometheus you're orion yes Got i it. am orion okay. uh, <laughs> uh you can kind of like batten down and uh it's functioning you know at level um you know you kind of get at level to where you want things to be and it's always it's always going to be a little bit kind of on the edge um but yeah it's uh it's a little bit tenuous and i think i think that kind of like little halfway in between custom build and parts you have to work with is going to kind of you know be a bit of what what your mech is
4: right now it's not like i'm sitting next to an overclocked nuclear reactor
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much
4: let's push this nuclear reactor as far as we can go oh no
2: yeah we gotta see how it breaks so if you could just you know break it a few times for me, that'd be
4: great. Just wait till I get to license level three and nuclear cavalier, and I will get the I will get an improvised weapon which lets me shoot my fuel rods. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that is learned learned license level three from Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> but but hey hey hey, the additional effect of the, of the weapon I lose four heat per shot. <laughs>
1: Ah,
2: oh, nice. So, huh? Okay. So, you've created perpetual energy, as I understand it, which I no. think I understand it perfectly. <laughs> that is not uh, what, what he happens, did. What happens when you shoot a perpetual energy fuel rod at someone? Under? <laughs> we'll
4: have to see when it blows a hole right through uh, them.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: <laughs>
3: it looks like s- several of us have um, things to try out next time we're in a battle. <laughs> that'll wait till the next license level
4: until now i just will have to stick with my normal non-fuel rod guns <laughs> <laughs> i don't know, I, don't know right. if I can wait that long
0: and I mean, last if you, oh it, yeah if, go ahead if
4: you want evelyn i can uh, always you know set you on fire
3: two of my guns do that dear god no <laughs> oh again. no
0: you've become the thing you hate <laughs>
3: I feel like Eve, uh, not to drag this out much longer, but I feel like Evelyn's actually been super curious to see what you guys have been doing with the Mac, and like she's kind of been banned from touching it ever since the whole nail gun incident. Pretty much, Dion, so, like, Dion. just
4: whenever you would walk into the the uh, walk into the uh, hangar, Dion would
3: just leave. <laughs> and, and, like she's actually been spying. She's like, "What are they doing? Like, if it explodes, does that give me the incentive to come over? No. Oh." There's a big hole in the
2: ship as that one runs in. Do
3: you guys need help? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> uh, that pun. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That was an accident. <laughs> okay, moving on.
0: Moving on. Uh, last and certainly not least, are kind of, uh, you know, one of one of our star players uh, during the last mission and uh, the only completely basically untouched members of the crew uh, as of the end of last mission. Rock, you you had like a star showing uh, in the first major dangerous mission.
2: The goal is to shoot stuff and not get hit. I shot stuff and I didn't get hit.
0: Stick to the plan. Uh, it's a good plan so between the end of that mission and uh, where we are now <laughs> uh, let's talk first about like what you took and what interests you in your upgrades and kind of like uh, where that took rock
2: all right um, well I took two license levels into the death head um, uh, it's a very long range focus artillery type mech um, it has some interesting things into it um, as far as like pilot upgrades and everything um focused more on uh kind of the assault level triggers you know getting back into the practice of uh shooting you know run and gunning and all that because it looks like we're starting to get into more combat territory um for the mech itself uh it it has a lot of interesting traits to it that really excel at aiming and making sure shots hit and when they hit they hurt basically.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah and um, and uh yeah talk about the mech a little bit. It's uh it's not what you've been using before, right? This is like a transition for you.
2: Right. So <clears throat> this mech is um So after the last mission, Rock decided that he needed to step things up, and now that we had some resources, uh, he went to Ren uh, and asked Ren what they had available that could help him do better, basically. Um, And Ren was able to supply him with some very experimental tech. Uh, And Rock, so far, is seemingly willing to, to work with this experimental tech. Now, this mech... Works with uh, some levels of precognitive abilities. Um, Essentially, you get hooked into this mech and it functions more like. um, What was that? Uh, Pacific Rim, I like to think of it as. Except not with two people, because like that was drift.
0: Yeah, the drift. Yeah. Um, and uh, for, for my fellow uh, Gundam fans out there, kind of like the Zero system or the Epion system in uh, Gundam Wing or like new types from original Gundam, right? It's kind of like...
2: Oh, yeah, this shit's super weeby, so if you guys have a problem with that, just heads up.
0: <laughs> Expect
2: that. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, like... I-
0: I imagine there's very edge, much. There's yeah. edge
2: on this. Sh- it's, or it, on this
0: <laughs> I imagine very much it's uh, it's kind of like you are past like with with the kind of like fusing of your consciousness a little bit. It's it's one of those things where your mind directly has access to higher levels of processing than like the human mind was meant to be able to do. Right. right. And that's. that's- that's one of the things we're going to get into heavily is like you have to, like, get used to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're like and and I imagine this precognitive stuff is very much like, you know, humans are good at pattern recognition in, in a way that's kind of odd. Right. Like they 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 are really good at a couple of these high level sort of um, neurological things that humans minds are set up to do. Plug a plug a large computer processor into that so that humans can like shore up the parts that the minds are bad at, like exact numbers and like keeping track of like small interval things. Like all of a sudden, I think, you know, a a lot of it is just like you're able to process information faster and more efficiently and make predictions about like where things are going way better than like a normal human would be able to do.
2: Like, just being in the mech, you're constantly, and unconsciously, like, gathering data constantly.
0: Right. Like, its sensors are feeding directly into your mind, so instead of reading off of a dashboard, you have a person to your left. It's almost like your mind is being fed the information that there's a person to your left.
2: Right. Uh, The mechanical benefits of this are I can re-roll the first range attack each round if I want to. But I have to keep the second result. Um, and all of my range attacks gain a plus one to their attack roll. Um, so some, some real good stuff. Uh, and then the uh, core system for it is the neural shunt, where um, I I like to think of it as it pushes the brain so far that like I can't move. I have to completely focus on the targeting. But if I am able to hit someone when I'm doing this, they take extra damage basically.
0: Yeah, it's like even the slightest vibration of your mech would throw off the aim, that's how exact the aim you're aiming for is, that you're able to like perfectly hit the exact spot you need to, but like, you have to put everything into complete alignment to pull that off. Yeah, yep. And then I think uh, you know what um, you know we talked a little bit about how you don't know a ton about where this tech came from or you know whose tech this is even just that like Ren said they were able to source it for you. Um, they need someone who's like already you know like an efficient pilot. Um And it's kind of one of those things it's it it, you told me that it was very appealing to rock because uh, kind of like push past limits. And I imagine that helped you kind of overcome some of your, you know, uh, reluctance to uh, work with something so unknown.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Um, because this is this is kind of a bit of a black box. Uh, they, they shipped it to you. Um, you have instructions on like how to maintenance it and things like that. Um, but like its inner workings, there are, there are parts of how it works that just are opaque to you. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that the, like the data on this frame is is being collected, but not quite who for. Um, but damn, if it isn't frickin nice. Um and I think uh I think another one of the things we talked about is, you know, Rock's had to adapt to that. So tell me tell me a little bit how Rock's been doing, uh getting used to this new mode of piloting.
2: Well, I basically all of our downtime, like I would say Rock probably just isn't on or anywhere near the ship for like the last week. Uh he's basically just spent time in the mech with like um Ren's uh people kind of testing it, just getting used to piloting it and then like coming back to the ship and just like passing out. If, if he even comes back sometimes. Um, and that, that's basically been like all I've been doing for, for most of it is just getting like, used to that, that yeah. drive system, getting used to like how the, the very intensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. like exhausting, right? It's a, right. it's a new way. Like, like not only is it, piloting but it's a new way to think and a new like skill uh that you kind of had to learn um and i think that opens us up to to where we're kind of like coming back into rock uh you know you've had uh one of these more recent training sessions and things uh things went a little awry for you why don't you tell me what what happened rock why uh (laughs) why You've ended up uh here with uh your buddy Dyne in the med bay of the uh of the DBC. What happened?
1: Oh, uh
2: before I forget, coming back to that, um I was going to tie in also the talents I took was crack shot three so i got 2 and 3 which i figured made made sense with the direction i was oh, going yeah. with the back oh
0: yeah it is it is like, <laughs> like that is the thing that you've been doing uh to to a degree that like defines focus right right,
2: right. and then yeah i would be uh, uh injured slightly in the medical bay uh when when dyne gets in i'd say laying down
4: dyne walks in he's like <sighs> Again? You've been pushing hey, yourself too hard.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what some of the coats have been saying, too. <sighs> but uh, I'm still fine. My leg's a little... Uh, well, they, uh, they're they worried that I ruptured a muscle in it, but I I don't think it's that bad.
4: <sighs> Rock, you need to stop pushing yourself. Dian walks over to uh, Medicine Cabinet... Pulls out a, a single painkiller, gets some water, gives it to Rock. The Dr- drugs can only do so much. They can mask the pain, but they can't. <clears throat> well, this will mask the pain. It won't uh, heal the body.
2: Yeah, yeah, that comes with time. I know. Uh, look, it's hard. I mean, you you try to move your leg. I mean, the max leg, but you move your leg, but you think it's the other. It it's hard to do.
0: Sounds uh, hard to do. Anyways. Yeah, you uh <clears throat> I would say dying. You kind of like look him over a little bit, and you're you're kind of surprised uh <laughs> that he he got here seemingly okay. Um his he has like a bad, like pulled muscle and strain uh in his right leg. Um it's <laughs> it's it's like one of those ones that can heal, but you're like, shit, like we're gonna have to like Maybe tape him up a little bit and like give him a crutch for a bit.
4: Yeah, uh, that's what Don's ever... gonna do. He's like, "Don't move. I'm going to get. I'm going to get some tape, and then I'm going to get you a crutch, and then you're going to stay here for the rest of the day."
2: Is that supposed to be a joke about moving? Okay. <laughs> uh, look, you tell me next time which muscle you have to try to. You know, stretch to get those high-stress mag clamps on the feet to work.
4: You tell me how to uh, not blow a hole in the inside of the DVC's hammer ha- hanger. <laughs> As Dine just rolls his eyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was meaning to ask about the skylight. Um... <laughs>
4: uh, well, uh, we were Dion and I were testing the, uh, the new system on my mech, and. uh little bit of an energy shunt. Had to discharge the heat somehow. The gun was the only way.
2: I'll just kind of, like, nod a little bit and go... It's not really trigger discipline, I suppose, but... Have you ever had <laughs> formal mech training?
0: Uh,
4: yeah. Shortly after I started out on my own. I didn't start off that way. But, I, I uh, mean, yeah.
2: I mean, military.
4: Military, no. But I did, uh, well, at the start, paid for my own lessons, and then basically the rest of it is just combat experience.
2: Yeah. Speaking of, or lack thereof, how are the others doing?
4: Well, Evelyn's actually receiving some training, so she's going from, uh, well, basically going on pure talent to actually making use of that talent she didn't do bad but well obviously she was rough around the edges and uh astro astro's going in a completely different direction i i think it's a good one but uh we'll see hopefully torsay won't be too hard on him wait let me rephrase i hope torsay is as hard as she can be (laughs) i think he needs a (laughs) push (laughs)
2: kinda do like a little bit of look on my face, like I'm not fully registering what you're saying, but just kind of nod. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about the two of them. I mean, what we what we came across that was that was real combat. I wasn't kind of expecting that, signing up for the whole movie star and I say that with quotes (laughs) (laughs) on my fingers movie stars, you know, galley galley galleanting around the solar system trading and
4: whatnot i expected some minor combat but not something quite like that i mean i've experienced that before several times in the past but that was uh i think it was a shock to both evelyn and astro a big shock hopefully hopefully a good one
2: we're gonna need to bring him up if this is gonna continue I mean, I don't I don't expect Ren is going to give us all of this and not expect us to use it. Oh, and I no. don't expect things to just get easier from here. I mean, Queryl was okay, but uh, their, their experience and numbers aside, that thing that we fought, I, I don't even know what to say about it.
4: In all of my years, I don't think I've ever seen qu- a mech quite like that. I, I have some suspicions as to where it might have come from but even then that's just hearsay at best Um,
2: I almost don't want to call it a mech I I almost feel like it, it wasn't like it was uh, some alien species or something
4: the way it regenerated almost seemed organic kind of like how you or I heal as I kind of look at Rock's leg as I'm taping it up <laughs> Yeah. Well, on the bright side, we did learn that energy weapons seem to disrupt healing, assuming we run into similar models in the future. Hopefully not, but always be prepared.
2: Yeah, I, uh. Do you think, uh. I think the movie star is gonna be able to cut it?
4: I think he will. I think he's heading in the right direction. I just think he's going to it's going to take him a little while to adjust from, well, just being a movie star. If he wants if we're going to survive this uh <laughs> especially as a group, he's going to need to pick up his skills real quick. Fortunately, oh. it seems both you and I are heading in the right direction to help cover some of the gaps until they do, until both Evelyn and uh, Astro pick up those skills.
2: Did you ever wonder why I uh, fight at such long range?
4: No. Why?
2: Uh, Where I came from and the the fighting I've done, you were always outnumbered. Uh, You never had the good equipment. Uh, Odds were always stacked against you. You didn't have a choice on any of that. Uh, If you were going to live, you needed to stay away, stay far, and be a good shot.
4: And you are a very good shot.
2: Unfortunately, it came with time. But at least this new mech, I'm kind of able to translate that direct ability into it and not look down targeting sensors all the time. It's unique.
4: That's good. (sighs) take it easy though it's obviously wearing on you harder quite uh, really really hard actually you just seem really worn out
2: and you blew a hole in the ship <sighs> look i think we both agree that if we are going to get through this you and i are also going to have to step it up we got to cover for him too
4: oh yeah fortunately uh my fighting style in max has always been to be kind of the balance I always had to learn to adapt to any situation, be it forced into melee range or long range, and my mech's designed to handle all of those. Maybe not quite as strong at as long range as you, but I can definitely take a hit or two.
2: Suppose it has its own level of elegance. I'll lean back in the bed.
4: Well, elegance, until you uh, blow a hole into the side of a starship. I mean, at least we'll have a good way to enter a giant door if we need to. (laughs) As I I just think about it, I'm just like, yeah, I could definitely blow a hole through the side of a ship.
2: Yeah, speaking of uh, doors, is it true that uh, our faithful captain got himself stuck in the hangar at some point? I heard someone say he was yelling at the door to open.
4: (laughs) Oh, that—that <laughs> that was one of Torse's uh, training exercises. She basically told him he had to get himself out on his own, or he wouldn't get dinner. Thank
2: God. I mean, I legitimately was worried for a second that he got himself stuck in a hangar bay.
4: Uh, well, I mean, ye of
1: little faith. <laughs>
4: I mean, yelling at the door is par for the course, but at least he was able to get himself out. I'm not sure how effective the yelling was.
0: When yelling at the door works, the Astro story.
1: (laughs) Coming to lifetime.
0: That's the title
2: of his autobiography.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the day it all turned around for me, when I realized I could charm electronic systems. (laughs)
1: by the way i was i i've also picked up the charm skill trigger so i was also (laughs) thinking of ways to incorporate that too so hey if you ever
0: if you ever have to deal with an ai or a vi that might come in handy so exactly yeah (laughs) i
3: I do do not look forward to the day we get to see astro try to charm an ai
1: after just pulls out his book
3: pulls out a book pick up lines for ai
0: for A.I. <laughs> you know that probably
3: does exist in this
0: world. Me me as a fan <laughs> of the players fears for that moment. Me as a game master thrives in that moment. <laughs> it's like, uh, yes. Time, let's, let's time to, to destroy ideas, you. I, think. <laughs> I, like the uncaring A.I. says, yes, human, time to die. Um, <laughs> but okay well i think uh, i think that catches us up uh that <laughs> covers the time between that mission and now and we're gonna take a break for tonight and when we pick up uh after a break we're gonna move into the future and see where you guys go for here on the next leg of this journey
3: all right i'm ready the
0: future
3: cool. isn't it kind of early for a time skip
0: <laughs> it was like two weeks. <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm thinking like every anime ever when there's a time skip like five. No, years it's later. not like yeah, it's not
0: like five years later. You're all like young adults <laughs> instead of teens now. It's really weird.
4: Astro has even bigger glasses somehow. <laughs> oh God! All right,
0: well, thanks everyone for joining us, uh, getting updated with our pilots, and we'll see you at the next episode. Mm
2: Bye-bye. Bye. Later.